You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Sephora stores are everywhere you are. So just pop in when you need a brown lip to match your 90s playlist. A confidence boost before your interview. Or a last-minute gift for mom's birthday. There's always a Sephora near you. Just pop in. Use our store locator to find your local Sephora or Sephora at Kohl's. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Now, before we get started, I just want to remind everybody that I am going to be starting my annual spring tournament of artists. Starting Monday, March 1st, I'm going to have voting for the first round of my Arts Madness tournament. I put together a bracketed tournament, a collection of 64 diverse artists, and each week for each round, voters will get to decide which is better as we narrow the field in half, and over the course of six rounds, we will go from 64 different artists down to one ultimate Arts Madness champion. For more information, you can go to the website, www.whoartedpodcast.com. Check out the Arts Madness page to see the brackets, learn about different artists, and see their works. I feel like who art ed. Who art ed? Mr. Wood art ed me. Either way, it's ambiguous. It works on so many levels. I know. That's off to a great start. Welcome to Who Arted, where we explore visual arts in an audio medium. I'm your host, Kyle Wood. And for today, we're going to be talking about light with a dominant wavelength of roughly 495 to 570 nanometers, or as it's more commonly referred to, green. Now, the word green is actually closely related to the old English word growin, which was sort of to grow. Green is associated with life and growth and a clean environment. The connection between green and healthy vegetation seems fitting as the largest source of green in the natural world is chlorophyll. Uh, Chlorophyll, of course, being the chemical that's used in plants to carry out photosynthesis, the process by which plants convert the sun's energy into chemical energy. Somewhat ironically, though, there's no natural green food coloring approved by the FDA or the Food and Drug Administration in the United States. Although chlorophyll is a source of green found so abundantly in nature, it's only actually approved for use like in certain medicines or cosmetic materials and not for the purposes of coloring food. So although we associate green with nature and the environment, if your food has been colored green, it most likely was not done so with natural ingredients. Now, another somewhat surprising connection with the color green, given that green is so closely associated with a clean and healthy environment, is when we describe a person as looking a little bit green, we're talking about toxicity, we're talking about them looking unhealthy or unwell. And listeners of the series would probably think this is where I'm going to segue to all about the ways that green pigment has poisoned people throughout the ages. 
But I feel like I already kind of covered that territory back with the episode on Killer Wallpaper and Shields Green, the arsenic-laden Victorian-era green pigment. And so I'm going to focus on some of the other associations with green. Um, One of the things I found that was really interesting is when we see people with green eyes, people do not actually have green pigment in their eyes. The green that we see in a person's eyes is actually more of sort of an optical illusion. The appearance of the green is caused by a combination of an amber or a light brown pigment in the stoma um, and a low or moderate concentration of melanin. And sort of like there's the blue tone imparted by the scattering of reflected light. So basically, like, nobody really has green eyes, or at least not green pigment in their eyes. It's more about the combination of those different factors that give a little bit of a yellow-brown amber, as well as the reflected light, um, you know, sort of like the blue and the yellow mixing optically. Again, optical mixing in and on the eyes. Uh, Kind of really interesting connection there to me. The other thing is babies are not born with green eyes. An infant either has like dark brown or they might have blue eyes. So then like shortly after birth, the cells that are called like melanocytes, they, um, they start to release this melanin and that's what produces this like earthy brown sort of colored shade in the irises. And so um, what happens is the, the green starts to form based on like that discharge of the melanin. And again, the way that the light scatters inside of the, the eye and, and sort of what we're perceiving, similar to, similar to the way that the sky is not really like a shell of blue. It's just it looks blue at certain times because of the, the way the light's scattering. And that's why the appearance of the sky color can change at different times of day, different seasons, and, and all of that sort of stuff. So it's basically like just green foods, green eyes, even the color of the sky. It is all just an illusion. It's smoke and mirrors. It is a lie. This concludes this week's episode of Who Arted? If you found this tolerable, please like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. You can find images of the work being discussed this week and every week in the show notes on Twitter at WoodArtEd and the website whoartedpodcast.com podcast done.